And now, another cup of... The London Fog. Hello. We are back. Welcome back to the London Fog. Yes, we were gone. We, we took a week break. It was a nice break for us. It was needed. <laughs> Kate's moving even closer to the mic because I... Leah, 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 Leah. What I keep I going. <laughs> what? You're talking like my mom does when she's scolding me. I just can't seem to get better with my allergy problem. That's oh, yeah. not true. I feel better now. I think I was telling you this earlier, and I'm sure everybody on here wants to know about my health issues. Um, but we have finally moved into the phase that my phlegm is thinning, so now I can finally cough it out. Mm. It's only been five weeks. Okay, if you have to go cough, I'll just like start singing. And I like it. People will be like, oh no, this is not why we listen to fill this. Don't it in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, my singing cooked? sounds worse than the cough. Yeah, I was about to say that's way worse. <laughs> so yeah, got scoped. And for being like a singer, it's the first time I've ever done it. Oh, really? The it's whole, not very like, comfortable, is it? No, it's abso- absolutely fine. Really? No the only time I did, they went down my throat, and like oh. afterwards, my throat was very sore. Um, I think because I like walk in there and I tell everybody, like, yo, I sing, I sing, I sing, don't like screw anything up. They, at least they did one, it went through my nose, hmm. and like the tip of it kind of like wiggles around because you like can, I guess, like remote control it. But like point it down, looked at my vocal folds, they do not look great. They just look a little sad. All of the like little blood vessels are just a little stressed out. So, <sighs> first world problems. But not about me. How are you? Don't sniff on the microphone. It's grossing people out. <laughs> hey, it's my microphone. Not get over it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Anything How am new? I? Well, life is sad. You did a trip to the... New York. Oh yeah, I did go to New York. Nobody cares about that. Okay, tell um, us about your sad part of life. Oh, I was going to say, life is sad because Harry and Meghan's tour is over. I know. There's nothing to watch them do. Um, Except for her get more and more pregnant. There is a new um, a new documentary that's out that I really, really want to watch, but I don't know how to watch it. It's a, It was released for Charles' 70th birthday, Oh. and it has, like... Like, I've seen, like, clips, and it has, like, Harry talking about, like, you know, when he asked Charles to walk Megan down the aisle since her dad couldn't come, yeah. and, like, stuff like that. And it's supposed to be, like, a really good documentary because everyone in the family is talking and stuff, so we need to figure out how to watch that. Okay. I don't know where it's released in the U.S. If anybody knows, please, Most please things are on YouTube. Us. Yeah, but, like, is it good? I just feel like Sometimes the only the things I've seen on great. YouTube was, like small clips of it that were in great quality. <laughs> yeah. I want something. I want HBO to release it like they did the Queens. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Queen of the World series. That was on YouTube and somebody, like, it wasn't like somebody just holding their phone up to, like, a TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes those quality. I have watched things that way, too. Which is that's pathetic. That's why I watched but... the final episode of Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't wait for it to be released. That's <laughs> no, true. Everything comes here later. Um, I've been... So while I've been not doing anything because of this problem, because I sound like a chain smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a lie, everyone. She sounds like a chain smoker, but she has been singing in the opera. <laughs> so <laughs> it's because I like put everything, like I don't talk to anybody all day. And then I go and I sing the opera and then I go home and then I'm, I don't talk to anybody. My poor roommate. 
I walk <laughs> in and I just like no words <laughs> straight to my bedroom so no one talks to me I lost my voice at work a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago yeah I didn't talk for the whole week I didn't talk to anyone um, a few people came to talk to me and I typed something on my phone and said I can't talk to you um, I like it that's been me I'm all like don't talk to me this is the sad thing so then after that week I, w- I went back to work the next week and I was like oh my gosh I can talk like went up to my boss like hey I can talk again he's like what are you talking about he didn't even notice that I didn't speak for an entire week. Really? Yeah. I think everybody at my work would know because I'm always the one like bouncing off the walls. But um, yeah, it seems like when it rains, it pours. Like right now, I feel like because this has happened, it's the only time I've been b- being asked on dates in the last like forever. <laughs> and I'm always like, I can't, I can't. And I keep using this as an excuse, but the thing is, it's been going on now for like five weeks. Yeah, so they're like, oh, she's definitely not interested. Right? And so I'm like, <laughs> shit. So I went on this date and like literally we got 45 minutes into it and I finally had to be like, okay, I'm done. And he was all like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think you understand that like the small amount of voice that I've had during this whole time, I've burned through it. So I'm going to go, but we should reschedule in about two weeks. <laughs> so like... I haven't heard from him. (laughs) What a shock. Shocking. (laughs) But like I said, I haven't gone on any dates. And then as soon as I start like kind of like having voice problems, out of the woodwork, everybody's all like, what are you doing tonight? Because because they like this new calmer cake. Probably my dad. So I told him and I was all like, I can't even go on these dates. And he's like, no, like Kate, you should be going on these dates because this is like, like all those old movies where you're just going to be that charming, silent, shy, you know, silent, shy type. And then next month they'll be like, what did I get myself into? What the hell? Who is this woman? <laughs> Loud mouth like feminist? That. I like it. I know. So. All right. So let's see. Oh, I think we have like some email shout outs. Oh, Austin emailed us nice. recently. Mm, I think that's the only recent one that we haven't shouted out yet. Yeah. I think we only missed a week. So yeah, it was intense, but we are back. We needed a little a breather. You went on vacation. I've just been feeling extra shitty. So we missed a week. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but we're going to have one for Thanksgiving week. We already we are. planned it because we know that when you're home with your families and trying to get away, <laughs> you need something to listen to on your headphones instead of just walking around with headphones well, I so think that people don't talk to you. To be honest, like when you're like prepping like Thanksgiving food, I mean, that takes days, mm-hmm. you know? Unless, I've already started prepping. <laughs> right? There's just, like, certain things that need to happen. And I think listening to a podcast about British history will make it a really good episode. Yeah. We better think about what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but back to today's episode. We've really lingered on other random yeah. crap for a while. But uh, it was good crap. It was personal crap. <laughs> These are our friends. <laughs> They're all like, no, we just want to hear the British yeah. stuff. So... Oh, yeah, but that was the thing, is that Austin said that listening to our podcast helped him win a trivia game. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Something about the Battle of Trafalgar. <laughs> so, like, when it happened or the date. So, yeah. Which is very relevant, because today we're doing war slash battle stories again. We are. We are. Um, we are talking about great battles. And I think that while I'm still talking, can I go first? Yeah, I figured. This go around? Then she'll lose her voice and she won't be able to interrupt me. All up on the mic. Yeah. Um, okay. I wish we had donuts. Anyway, keep going. 
Oh, wait, I have little ginger cookies. Oh. Very British. Okay. Well, Plus, actually. I'll talk for a moment yeah, while Kate gets the ginger why. biscuits for me. <laughs> well, hmm, what am I going to say? Oh, yeah, guys, we still haven't made our freaking fruitcake. So, <coughs> we did get an email with wait, a fruitcake. you're not allowed to be coughing. That's my thing. We did episode. get an email with a fruitcake recipe, and we are going to do it. But it may, I guess it'll have to sit for one month and not two. Oh, Ginger cookies. Okay, so I lied. These aren't British cookies. These are these definitely are totally German. These right? are German Leipzigans. <laughs> so, but you know what? A lot of British people are partially German. I don't know. From back Albert. in the day. <laughs> yeah, Albert. This is in memory of Albert. <coughs> Cheers, Albert. Okay. Cheers, Albert. Okay. Go. Okay. Go. It's your turn. Hold <laughs> on. Mm, this is delicious. Okay. Let the whistle. It's not donuts, but it's a little something. Oh god! <laughs> now that I've taken Ooh, my bite, where did you get these from Germany? Mm-mm. These ones are from Central Market. Oh, I'm gonna go buy some. I love the how little they are. Mm-hmm. They also have them at your Whole Foods. Hmm. No. Yes, I think they're at Whole Foods and at World Market. Hmm. They'll make little ones and they make bigger ones. Leibkuchen, guys, go check it out. Okay, I am talking about the Battle of Agincourt. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything starts with the Battle of, but mm. I just You're get like, nervous. Oh, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> she said it. Um, the Battle of Agincourt, which was probably one of the biggest battles um, in the career of King Henry V of England. Mm. This is in the year of... 1415. I just want to take this moment mm-hmm. to point out that finally you're doing something older in history than I am. I know. Usually oh, I'm really? the one who reaches way back and you're you like, do. Oh, <laughs> You do reach way back, but I didn't help this one. I was feeling like crap, so I was talking to my dad. I was like, what should I talk about? And this is one of Wait, does his- your dad listen to our podcast? I don't think so. Oh. Well, I think he's listened to some, though, because it's on his phone, and he's talked to me about a couple of them. I think he's, like, one of our selective listeners mm. who picks the ones, like, the topics that they want to listen to. Um, he likes the battle ones, because I know he's listened to our other one of that. Um, and he's actually listened to our special episodes oh. about the weddings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our next episode is supposed to be a special episode. Is it? Mm-hmm. I mm. think so. Should okay. we do that for Thanksgiving? Have a nice oh, special that would long be episode. Good. Okay. Oh, and we it's, already had talked about what our uh, yep. It's coming, guys. It's coming. Okay. Sorry. So, Battle of Agincourt. It is fourteen fifteen, and King Henry V goes to battle with King Charles VI of France. And the reason for this being is well, the English think they own everything. And I thought the French thought they owned everything. <laughs> probably the same. I mean, they're really cut. Well, they are cut from the same cloth. They're all interrelated. So, um, <laughs> King Henry V has um, said, you know, I have claim to the French throne, but I will relinquish this claim if you will give me the Aquitaine, which was like a region of northern. Uh, France at that time, and also a decent sum of money, you know, a million crowns, two million crowns, something like that. There was no way it was that much. No, it was a lot. Really? Just like that. Because when he married um, Catherine, Mm -hmm. who was the daughter of Charles VII, 
her dowry was two million crowns. Oh wow. She was worth a lot. She was. <laughs> Mind you, um then the French are all like, No, you don't have any claim, and we've already paid you in the way of Catherine. <laughs> and he goes, Well, no, you kidnapped my uncle or who was it? John the Second back in thirteen fifty six. And because of that, you owe us more money. And so that's kind of the reason that they went into this battle. Mind you, this was a part of the Hundred Year War. So there just was a lot of no reasons of, well, there was reasons to go to war, but any other reason to have another battle seemed like a good reason. So. I approve. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So the English go across the channel. And they land at Harfleur, and that takes them a really long time to conquest. Mm. Um, And so doing, they lost mm, like 70% of their troops. Oh, sad. (laughs) Yeah, so the English already, from the get-go, it's October, end of September, beginning of October, they are already down to a fraction of the men that they came with. So I would say that they're roughly around, oh, 8,000 at this point. And the French didn't think too much of this, but then they came on their little merry way to go, what the hell are the English doing in France? You know, I feel like we need to like know the population of Britain at this time so we know how much 8,000 men really is. Right, like, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to Google it while you keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the French come along and go, okay, well, they already took Harfleur, and that's when they finally went, okay, something's happening. But by that point, they had no idea that the English had run out of, well, most of their army. So the English decide, okay, well, this was not a bad move, but we've got to go back to England and recoup. So they go a little farther up north to the shortest part of the channel to cross because now they're really weak. They're out of food. And they've now, to get there, they have marched 260 miles by foot without really anything. At that time, there were approximately 2 million people living in Great Britain. Okay. Right now, there's like 56 million. Okay. Anyway, keep going. I just... Little random thought to get the people. needed a little bit of... uh, Yeah. Um, So, they're trying to get to Calais and to leave. To come back through Calais because it's the shortest part of the channel but on their way there they bump into the French army and um it happens Agincourt is like almost I don't want to say a valley because a valley is between two mountains right well this is kind of like a meadow between two largest forests on both sides and they oh, okay. bump into them there so the French it's like a literal battle Yeah, just a field. So the French set up their uh, military in three rows. They put their cavalry in the front. They put their swordsmen and then their longbow, their archers in the back. Now, the English... You Don't know what? I know have... how this works because of watching Game of Thrones. Okay, keep going. <laughs> like, I can picture it in my head. I see it now. <laughs> um, sorry, I just, like, dropped my tea all down my chin when you said that. Um, the English, though, um, they had zero cavalry. Mm-hmm. 
because well they had come across the channel didn't bring them with them so all they had were infantry which were long sword and they had archers longbow that's it so they got trampled by the horses pretty much no so <laughs> <laughs> so and they just set up they've lost so many men by this point they only can make one line what a bummer <laughs> they then set up like little wood sticks oh yeah which i think must have been like the first time or something because as i continue to explain the french just didn't get what those sticks were for apparently so they set up in this field the english are on one side with their one line the french are on the northern side in three lines and of course the english have to go north they need to leave because well they're out of food so they wait the english are in like a good position they fixed all these sticks um, right across their front line, these pokey pikes. They uh, fixed all the pokey pikes. No. <laughs> I like that, the pokey pikes. Um, and nothing happens. <laughs> they keep waiting for the French to come forward, but they don't because the French have even more men coming and they kind of go, we're already outnumbering them. Why are we going to rush up on them? We can just wait for the rest of our army to show up. We're going to just stand our ground. So the English go, crap, we have kind of the better situation. It's a little higher, but if they get more men, this will never last. So mm -hmm. they decide to take out all their pokey pikes and move forward into the middle. And here's the thing. French didn't do a damn thing. They just stood there and watched it because they're all like, great, one little line moving forward. They fixed back in their little pokey pikes, but they didn't realize that their line was now um, close enough to the um the longbow archers that they were now in reach so they started to like shoot a few <laughs> yeah they started to shoot like a few arrows off and they're all like okay i guess we need to kind of move forward the french they're all like if we're, they're already gonna be shooting at us a bit so they start to move forward with the cavalry first. Everybody on a horse starts to come forward and they just start laying into them because at this point the French hadn't realized that they needed to protect their horses with any mail or anything. So the horses start freaking out and they actually kind of start to charge and go straight into the pokey pikes, um, which kill a lot of them <laughs> and then cause the rest of them to get all Sorry, we shouldn't laugh at that. That's so sad. And uh, so <laughs> they tried so hard. So within just a moment, like everything seems to kind of get a little bit, I don't know, messy. Um, the next row of men come forward who are like the long sword men and they come forward and try to like attack. But because there's so much turmoil, it is really torn up the ground and it's really muddy. So they start to walk in all of this like chainmail. They said it took like an hour for them to even cross the battlefield. And it really wasn't <laughs> that far. By the time they get there, the Frenchmen are so exhausted that, but there's still not very much Englishmen, but they can overtake them. It takes them three hours of battling. They end up capturing like 2,000 of the Frenchmen. While the rest of them retreat, they go back to the, the line and they stand there while the English start to pretty much butcher them. They didn't have enough men to contain them and to keep them from attacking, so they just started killing them off. And I think the action of that freaked out the French and they retreated. Hmm. So 
as like the numbers kind of go, I mean, there is such a wide varying amount of numbers that I found, like who had how many people and how many people were lost, but kind of on average, and I just added up from what I found from a couple of different resources. Let's say the English had about 8,000 maybe, and the French had like around 20, 23, maybe. Um, by the end of it, the French had lost like 10,000, yet the English had only lost like 600. Mm. They said it really wasn't very much. And there's a lot of good accounts of this because a lot of people came back and actually wrote it down, so it's actually it documented. It surprises me for that time. <laughs> right? But on both sides, of course, the thing is, is like the English are going to be like, ha ha, this great victory. We had only two men on the field and they had 10,000, you know, like, um, so the numbers, that's why oh, nothing, that's why the numbers nothing so really matches up. Like we only lost five people. I don't know how yeah. we lost this battle. <laughs> it was just a bad day. Um, so this happened on St. Crispin's day and that is where the famous Shakespearean play of King Henry V, oh. this all centers. This is kind of the pinnacle focus of the famous, you know, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers, that great speech from Shakespeare. That's so funny that it's you based on this story this. and it didn't even click with me. <laughs> that was kind of me. Like, my dad was telling me about it. I was like, he's all like, you know, you know, we few, we happy few. I was all like, no. No, I, what knew, are you I about? knew that, but yeah. I just didn't realize that King that's Henry the story this you is, were telling. This is the battle that it's about. Okay. So the band of brothers is actually the small amount of men that had finally survived Harfleur in that northern French region and who were, I guess, kind of strong enough to survive that, plus a 260-mile journey to leave, let alone then a really big battle. Um, At this turning point, after the Battle of Agincourt, um, the English continued to see a pretty good um, succession of great battles. uh, And in 1420... Um, King Henry V was able to um, claim a bit of the French throne for a minute. Oh. Mind you, it didn't last long because it's the Hundred Year War. So, <laughs> still, even a day, I'm proud of him. Right? <laughs> Good for you, Henry V. That's the Battle of Agincourt. Hmm. Snaps to Kate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready for yours. Okay, mine's not that exciting. What? Uh, okay. So mine is the Battle of Somme. Somme? Like Pissomme? Or s- I, I don't know. It's French. Pronounce it for me. S-O-M-M-E. S-O-M-M-E. Yeah, Somme. Somme. Yeah, that's what I figured. So the reason that I picked this is because... Well, first I was like, well, I should pick something from World War One because I feel like we always hear about World War Two. Mm-hmm. We never hear about World War One. Yeah. So that might be something interesting. And then also, this was like a year before the U.S. joined the war. So I thought, at least for you and I, it's yeah. probably not something we really have heard about. Or understand. So. Yeah. <laughs> and fr- frankly, I, I do not understand trenches. Like, this is, like, trench warfare, and I just don't get it. But... We dug a hole. So, okay, so it's the Battle of Somme. It's also known as the Somme Offensive. So it was fought this time with the British and 
Empire and France together. Yay! <laughs> Unity! the German Empire. So it was between the 1st of July and the 18th of November in 1960. In, on Wait, bo- 1960? Sorry, 1916. Okay, I'm all like, um, <laughs> Yeah, on... Um, both sides of the River Somme in France. Okay. So it was the largest battle of the First World War on the Western Front. Okay. Um, more than three million men fought in the battle, and one million men were wounded or killed. So it's also one of the bloodiest battles in human history. Jeez. Um, so it's also, interestingly, the first battle fought with tanks. Oh. Yes. But... Unfortunately, the tanks were just being developed, so many broke down because their top speed was four miles an hour. And <laughs> like, if they tried to go above four miles an hour, they would just break. Okay. So, yeah. so it was a real slow. Yeah, yeah, it was a front. slow battle. So it was 140 days. Um, Jeez, and it mine was, was one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and it's kind of so. It's like. Um, German Empire on one side. British Empire had people from the UK, Australia, Bermuda, Canada, India, Newfoundland, New Zealand, South Africa, Southern Rhodesia. I don't even know where that is, but it's part of it was part of the British Empire and France. Um, oh, but the other reason that I looked this one up is because I've been recently, uh, you know, the Anne of Green Anne with an E on Netflix. Yeah, I've never watched it. So I, I, I wasn't did, very good. I didn't want to watch it, but then I was like, maybe I should watch it, but I still haven't watched it. But thinking about it made me think about Anne a lot, which reminded me that in the seventh book of the series, her sons go fight in World War One, and that's why I was inspired. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, so... <coughs> I don't know. I'm not going to go into it too much because I still don't under tra- understand trench warfare. But basically, the Germans were doing a little bit better because they dug their trenches deeper. Okay. I don't get that. But, but so the first day of the... Maybe so, because if you're in deeper, you can't get, like, you're not, you're deeper in the ground. People, bullets can't find you. Yeah. But then, like, how do you fight? I don't know. But, so... <laughs> So they, I guess they could, they committed themselves that they were going to fight on the Somme in 1915, December of 1915, but it didn't actually happen until like July of 1916 because it was like, they had decided that this was a good spot for them to fight, but they were still kind of waiting for like the German army to move and them to move. Things move slow at four miles an hour. (laughs) They sure do, Leah. So the first day of the Somme was a defeat of the German army, like but the sad thing about it was it was the worst day in the history of the British Army for casualties. 57,470 people died. Ugh. So it was it went off to like a kind of a good start because they won, but a bad start because of, you know. Yeah. But um, the, anyway, so they they keep fighting. There's a lot of battles of the Somme. So it's like kind of divided into phases. Um, There's, I don't know, I'm not going to go through every single battle. But basically there was a lot of back and forth of like the Germans were winning and then the British and the French were winning and then the Germans were winning again. So that's why it took so long. That's what I don't get about trench warfare. It's like, it just seems like, how does anyone ever win? You just like 
dig these trenches because okay we all saw mm. wonder woman right it's like yeah. there's just trenches on both sides no one goes between them you're just if you dig deep you can have a trench battle you can forever. just live down there like a little troll like a little mole yeah i don't get it i just do not sit there teeing crumpets in the dirt which happened yeah <laughs> so when this war started it was kind of like or this battle particularly was kind of like a test because the British army at that point was like just a bunch of volunteers. So Lord Kitchener had called a bunch of recruits to be like, Hey, we need more people for the army, you know? And so a bunch of people went and were new recruits and they were like, they were really enthusiastic. It was, it said it was like the, the fittest, most enthusiastic, best educated citizens were the ones that all like went to volunteer but that also meant that they were like the most inexperienced soldiers so um so that's kind of why like the casualties were like the worst in british history um but they survived and that's kind of how like britain ended up winning was because they were like the smartest people so those that survived like really learned from this experience interesting yeah i don't know it's just like Really? So, there, was there any pinnacle battle moment? Well, that, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to tell you every battle because I'm just oh, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'll just tell you like kind of <laughs> what happened. So, there's the first day I told you about. Then there was the Battle of Albert, um, the Battle of Bazington Ridge. I don't know. There's like. I really don't get it. I probably shouldn't have picked this battle because I don't understand it at all. But basically... I feel like the last time you had a battle one, you also said, I don't really know how this happened. I know. I just don't understand warfare. It's like, okay, there's just... I don't get it. I don't get it. But eventually, the British and French aircraft and long-range guns were able to reach, like, behind the trenches. So I think that's why trench warfare doesn't happen anymore. It was just basically technology made it so that, like... Well, that was the same thing in the, um, in mine, in the Battle of Agincourt. You know, at the time, it hadn't been very long before that they were just using regular, why it was just bow and arrow. But why we started calling it long bow is because a longer bow could also have a longer arrow, and a longer arrow with a longer shaft can go a farther distance the shorter ones weren't able to penetrate armor, but the longer ones, because it could pick up velocity and speed, was able to puncture, um, like, uh, armor. Yeah. So that was a big thing, because after that, cavalry use started to go down a little bit more, and they started to use more of long range. Yeah. So, so but basically, the reason that this battle makes no sense it's so, I, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> so I'm sure somebody was, out there is highly <laughs> offended. The people who know about this aren't listening to our <laughs> podcast. But, so they kind of achieved... They achieved what they wanted to, sort of, because they, um, they really, like, depleted the German army. But technically, no one ever won this battle. It was like okay. it was like 140 days of a lot of little battles that all together were the battle of some, you know, yeah. and and then at the end the British were like, "Okay, we've done enough." And then they left. 
but like so, so did like the germans take like the ground and like move forward after that point I because think... that would definitely to me make it not sound like the english one or did were they able to like did the germans well... like back up or am i asking you questions that you're you don't asking know me questions that i do not know I mean, I don't even think that... I think they both just kind of left the area because, um, like, the German lost, like, 500,000 men during this. Maybe 600,000 between men. Um, This was the costliest, like, costliest war for both sides ever. Like, this battle, I mean. It was super costly. um, Lots of casualties lost. So it seems like... They, they both kind of just gave up. <laughs> like yeah, it, does, I mean, it wouldn't be absolutely like shocking, especially if they could have developments like going on in another area for them to go some other way. But usually, somebody yeah. wins something. <laughs> but see, I just can't. It seems like nobody did. Like <coughs> it seemed like this was just like a really, really bloody battle that cost a ton of money. And the only thing relevant, like, good about it was that people got to test out their tanks. <laughs> but, like, but like, cause, like, there's, like, quotes from German officers saying that, like, like, here's a quote from a German officer that says, Psalm, the whole history of the world cannot contain a more ghastly word. Like, both sides just hated it. Yeah. And it's... Well, yeah, after you lose that many people, I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean... It seems like the German with withdraw withdrew to some I don't know I don't know how to explain where they withdrew but they it's like they both withdrew like the British withdrew but they kind of left some people there because they were trying to keep the German attention there but the Germans were withdrawing to go to some other battle also okay so. <laughs> Basically, nothing happened. It was just a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> but it was... When did World War One end? You know? Um, okay. I think it was like 1918. Let's see. Because this was in 1916. And it had already been going on before that. Okay, yeah, I'm right. So it went from 1914 to 1918. Oh. November 11th, 1918. Which is why... For those of you who care, um, which is why we're having Veterans Day, but also, yeah. it, what is it in the UK? Armistice Day? Or no, that's World War Two. But it's it's something else. Remembrance yeah. Day, and a hundred years since yeah. the end of World War One. Yeah, I. yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, especially, I feel like in the U.S. we're not paying attention to it, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the UK. Yeah. Um, to like commemorate it and yeah. um anyway and if you feel like you seeing what that? the royal family's doing they're all going to stuff tomorrow so you know <laughs> i can't believe it's been a hundred years i know that's crazy well it's like how do things get called world war right like it's like we had world war one then we had world war two and then it was like the korean war like who was involved in like korea and vietnam most of the world still right well, and World I War One didn't even have the whole world. World War Two at least had Asia. <laughs> True, but I think like when it came back down to like we're trying to conquer, like that's such a, like a medieval like principle. I would almost think you know like trying to conquer lands, trying to. I mean, I know that that still happens 
now, but I mean, at least the wars and battles that we fight now, I feel like it's more of can't we just, can't we all get along? Can't we just keep things almost the same? Okay, you know what? So, like, sorry to interrupt you, but so I just looked up World War One to be like, wait, is the whole world involved? And it actually is. Apparently in World War One, we were allied with China and Japan and, like, Greece. Like, all these little countries that you don't hear, I mean, not little countries, but countries you don't really hear that much about. And then... I guess the Ottoman Empire still existed and they were yes. with German, which I knew that. But then it also says there's like a Somali dervish movement that was happening at the same time. And the South African Republic was part of the war. The Sultanate of Darfur. So actually, there's a lot of little battles that we just, that we just don't, don't know. know about. <laughs> Wow. We need to educate ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I tried to educate myself today and it didn't work. You know, here's the problem <laughs> is that I just feel like I just, did it. <laughs> I just don't understand war. I was like trying to teach you guys about it and I had nothing. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll just share battle things because I find it very Well, okay. This is what I think is that I need to I need to go back to my last thing. Because remember last time when we were talking, it was like I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell an overview of, of the battle or a story from the battle. So I did a story of someone from yeah, the battle. Yeah, maybe that's I think I'm better at that. Yeah. Because trying to give an overview of a, a battle that like didn't even have a good resolution <laughs> was just just doesn't work. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. I feel like it's... I should say something else interesting to make up for it. I have nothing. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We've just, we've, through this experience, we've learned something. Yes, yes. I couldn't follow along too well with your... <laughs> I know. Nobody <laughs> could. I couldn't either. But... You know what? I just got back from vacation. Kate's been sick. Somehow hers was still better than mine. But you know what, guys? Forgive us. because this is what I know. <laughs> like, I find this, like, really interesting and, like... Sometimes, like, the romance ones, I'm all like, eh, I don't know who to talk oh, about. I You're all about, about that. I so much royal scandal. And me, I'm just going to oh, be in charge of that from now I'm on. I'm good with the scandal ones. It's the romance ones. I'm like, romance is for losers. It's not real. Romance always is scandal, too. Yeah. <laughs> Decent amount. Not always. I mean. The ones we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so for David and Victoria, get your shit together. Have a scandal already. They're don't, just so in love. Don't curse them. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, speaking oh. of... Yes, tell me more. <laughs> ...people in love. Oh, no, I was just going to say that today is the... What is it? It's like the British and Australia rugby match. Oh. And Prince Harry is their patron, so he's going to be there if anybody, mm-hmm. you know, wants to look up those photos. <laughs> <laughs> say hi. <laughs> okay, are we done now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I was just trying to think of something interesting to say so people would forgive me. It's I'm okay. sorry, guys. Next we'll try time again will be better. Next time. They can't all be wins. Yeah. I'm counting mine as a win. Yeah, yours can be <laughs> a win. I felt really good because I actually understood it. Took I, like I reading like four, four articles because I was like, I still don't get it. I really, at first, I was all like, so is Agincourt between two mountains? Because it was all like the valley between, but there's trees. I was like, wait. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I blame the BBC for my story. <laughs> tell me, tell me I more. I <laughs> looked on the BBC's like his because BBC's been doing a lot of stuff about World War One because of um, 
you know, yeah. the anniversary. So I was looking on the BBC's website. So if what I said didn't make sense, it's because the BBC didn't make sense. And That's I bullshit. blame them. <laughs> I blame them. Nope, Leah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure the rest of the world will also be like, you're blaming the BBC. I blame them for everything. <laughs> they have the best programming, the best news. <laughs> Okay, fine. They're, I mean, they're better perfect. than anything we have. But their history website <laughs> they're sucks. They're like Mary, Mary no. Poppins. Just kidding. It Practically doesn't. perfect oh, in I every love way. Mary Poppins. Okay. Well, on that note. <laughs> this was a very interesting episode. But guys, we're happy to be back. We will see you on our Instagram. Yes. And in email. And we will have a exciting special episode for you for Thanksgiving time. Yes. Yes, we will. Yay! Which is our next episode, so Yahoo. be ready for it. <laughs> All right. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>